Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Good morning. If you would turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 21. Today's text is not one we typically associate with Christmas. Today's text, uh, as we have been just going through the Gospel of Matthew, not taking a break to do special Christmas or Advent sermons, we've been just going through uh, the book of Matthew, and yet this text, while it isn't usually associated with Christmas, there is an associated theme. He's here. The King has finally come. Uh, in the Old Testament, uh, the, the, the people of God longed and looked forward to the coming of the Messiah. From the promise to Eve and Adam in the Garden of Eden that one day a seed of the woman would come and crush the serpent's head. And from there, there was a promise to uh, Abraham that he would have a descendant. He would have a, a seed who would bless all nations and kings would come from his line. And then we have a promise to David that David would have a son who would sit on his throne and his kingdom would have no end. This promise that we look at throughout all of the Old Testament and at Christmas time we recognize The Messiah is finally here. He's come. He was born. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Well, here in the text we're looking at today, while we don't associate it with Christmas, it has the same idea. The people receive Jesus as He comes into Jerusalem saying, Our King is finally here. Our King is finally here. What we see in this text is the, the final culmination of all of those years of longing, longing for the Messiah to finally come. And He's here. We look at this text. I'm also reminded as we preach through this section beginning today and on throughout the rest of the book of Matthew, of a song that's in our hymnal that I didn't have a recording of, but we often sang it at Christmas time and also at Easter time. Christmas has its cradle and Easter has its cross. Uh, there's not very many songs that celebrate both holidays together, but that one was an old favorite. Together, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and read our text beginning in Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethpage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village and in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied with a colt with her, and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If, if anyone asks you anything, you shall say, The Lord needs them. And he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you. Be humble and mounted on a donkey, 
on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did what Jesus had directed them. They brought the colt, the donkey and the colt and put their clo- put on them their cloaks and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks and on the road, and others cut branches from trees and spread them out on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You that You have spoken to us. You have not left us in ignorance about You and Your ways, but Lord, You have spoken to us in a book. You have revealed Yourself for us to know, for us to know Your Son. Father, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to obey and understand today. In Jesus' name. Amen. As we look at this text, there's a few things we see. Remember, Jesus had just left Jericho and He was traveling to get to Jerusalem. And as He gets there, He comes to Bethpage. Bethpage uh, literally is the house of figs. And we see later in this chapter where Jesus curses a fig tree. Just a little bit um, of a connection there. He comes to the Mount of Olives, a place where we have seen that Jesus spends time praying there on the Mount of Olives. And then Jesus, from the Mount of Olives, He sends two of His disciples ahead of Him. Here it does not name them, but uh, in one of the other Gospels it says that it's um, Peter and John that go ahead and He tells them, go find a donkey tied and a colt with her. And untie them and bring them to me. Now when we see this text, we think, isn't that kind of audacious? He doesn't say, go find the owner and ask them if it's okay to take the the donkey and the colt. He just says, go find, and when you get there, you'll see this donkey and a colt, and you just go ahead and untie it. Don't ask anybody for permission or anything. You just get it and bring it to me. It seems kind of odd. Uh, Jesus, uh, he, here he, he, is, he is commanding in a Lord sense. He, he expects obedience and, uh, and, he, and He expects that, that uh, what He says will be listened to. Now, maybe He's made arrangements in advance. Maybe the owner of it is told uh, to expect Him coming, but we're not told any of that. All we see is that Jesus tells them, go get it. And if anybody asks you anything, if anybody stops you, just say the Lord needs it. It's pretty trusting. It's pretty trusting. And when they go, they, they find immediately just what Jesus said. Jesus hadn't gone into town yet. They were still outside of town. He describes to them what they're going to see when they get into town. They go into town, they see exactly what he said they were going to see. They, they see um, 
this donkey and a colt, but I'm skipping ahead of myself here. This took place, it tells us in the text. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. Now, this text is actually two Old Testament texts. Um, The first part of it has language from Isaiah, and the second part of it is from Zechariah, where um, Ron was reading from, the humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, on a foal of a beast of burden. That part is from, um, from Zechariah. And it does talk about the Zion, the daughter of Zion, but this phrase, behold, your king is coming to you, comes from Isaiah. So the, as Matthew writes it, he is uh, combining two Old Testament texts that both together talk about the fulfillment of this. What we see here is that what Jesus is doing is the fulfillment of prophecy. One of the reasons why we can be confident that Jesus was who He said He was, one of the reasons why we can be confident in the the Bible as God's Word is because it is filled with so many prophecies that came true. So many prophecies that we see in the Old Testament. A virgin birth. We see uh, um, uh, three days. How Jesus would be buried and raised on the third day. All of these things are pointed to Old Testament texts. And we see uh, Isaiah 53 talking about like a lamb that was led to the slaughter. We see all of these things in the Old Testament. These prophecies that are leading forward to the Messiah that would come. And here's just another one. Mounded up on all the other prophecies. Here's another one. Why did this take place? The text tells us it took place to fulfill the prophecy. Well, the disciples, they went into town and they found everything just as Jesus said. They brought the donkey and the colt to them. And here's some confusing languages. We read it from the text of Matthew. I think it's clearer in some of the other, in, um, um, in Luke and in, uh, in John. Maybe as I read it, Slowly, maybe you'll catch why it's confusing here. It says, They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks. And He sat on them. Did Jesus sit on both of the animals? It says He sat on them. And there's been some confusion about this fact. But here, here it's it's because there's an unclear antecedent. Really, we don't know who them is talking about. He sat on them. Well, there's two different things that can refer to. It can refer to the animals, but it also can refer to the clothes. Here it says, I'll read it again. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Well, the other Gospels tell us it's just one animal that Jesus was riding on. And it wouldn't make any sense. How do you do that? You straddle both of them? I mean, you've got to be pretty flexible to do that. But no, Jesus just, he sat on them, he sat on the cloaks. He sat upon the foal, the colt, the animal upon which nobody had ever ridden on yet. He sat on the colt, upon the clothes, upon the colt. Verse 8, 
Most of the crowd spread their cloaks out on the road. The others cut palm branches from the trees and spread them on the road. He was receiving the, the welcome of a king. The people, as Jesus was walk, as riding on this foal into the city, the people were putting their clothes on the ground. I mean, imagine, who would do that? Who would do that? The donkey he's riding on is of so much worth that I can't let it even walk on the ground. I've got to take my own outer cloak and put it on the ground so that it doesn't get contaminated by the ground. Taking their own clothes and letting a donkey walk on it. And also cutting palm branches and laying him on the ground so that he can walk on it. He's receiving the welcome of a king. They were recognizing Jesus for who He is and they shouted out because of it. And the crowds that went before Him and that followed Him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. Here, they were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna! As we think of this term, Hosanna, um, it was... Literally, it means save us. Save us. It comes from the the word to save. And it means save us. Hosanna. Save us. Now, it it probably, as the usage of the word uh, developed in time, they probably used it as an expression, a, 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 a kind of a praise proclamation. But literally, it means save us. And in those words, we see the expectation and the longing there. They were waiting for this Messiah to come. And when he comes in riding on a donkey and the people recognize that's what, that's what Zechariah wrote about. Coming riding on the foal of a donkey. They recognized it and they were shouting, Hosanna, save us! Son of David! Son of David! Here, that term we saw last week in the passage where Jesus healed the blind men, what were they calling out? Have mercy on us, Son of David! In the first chapter of Matthew, we see the same thing. We see a genealogy from Abraham to David that leads all the way down to Joseph who has Jesus who is called the son of David. They recognized that this was their king. This was the son of David. The rightful heir to the throne of David, the one who God had promised to David he would have a son who would sit on his throne and of his kingdom there would be no end. That's what this crowd recognized about Jesus. Now they did not know that Jesus came to suffer. They did not expect a suffering Messiah. They expected as He came into the city that He was coming in as a conquering King. And yet He did not come in on a white horse with a sword. One of these days He will. But when He came this time, He came humble and riding on a donkey. 
He said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Here we see here an echo of something we sing at Christmas time. At Christmas time, we think of Luke chapter 2, I think it's verse 9, which says, Glory to God in the highest. And here in the highest, we, we see again, Hosanna in the highest. It's, a, it's ramping things up. It's, it's, a, a, it's a very strong expression of their longing for salvation. God, save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, who is this? As he came in, the crowds recognized him. They saw him. But the news spread beyond just those who welcomed him to come. The whole city was stirred up by what was happening. Did you hear? Did you hear what what Zechariah wrote about many years ago? It's happened. We've seen Him. The Messiah, the Son of David, He's come in. And the whole city is all stirred up. And they're asking, who is this? Who is this? And the crowds who were there, they answer, it's the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. They didn't know yet all that Jesus was. They answered that He was a prophet. He was more than a prophet. He was more than a prophet. Islam says that Jesus was a prophet. We don't believe that Jesus was just a prophet. Jesus was God. Jesus was God Himself. The Word made flesh. Emmanuel, God with us, He came from heaven to earth. He was born of a virgin, Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate. And He died and He rose again for us, for our sins. What we see from this text, we see Jesus' fulfilled prophecy. Oh, so many texts that we see throughout all the New Testament, through the Gospels. So many places where Jesus was fulfilling these prophecies. And here's just another one. Just another one pointing to the fact that Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah. He was the fulfillment of prophecy. He was the long-awaited Messiah. They were waiting, longing that He would come, that He would save His people, not only from bondage, but He would save His people from their sins. And He finally came. The Anointed One, the Son of David, finally came. Jesus was the Prince of Peace. He did not come into the city riding, like I said, on a white horse with a sword. He did not come in like a conquering king. He came lowly riding on the foal of a donkey. And what else does that say about being the prince of peace? Well, he was riding an unbroken animal. You like to watch westerns? Whenever somebody's trying to break a horse, what's it like? They're trying to buck the rider off. 
This was the foal of a donkey that had never been ridden before. And yet he rode this foal into the city without any trying to buck him off or anything like that. He rode into the city as the Prince of Peace who had made that foal, that unridden animal, submit to his will. Jesus was the fulfillment of prophecy. He was the long-awaited Messiah. He was the Prince of Peace. And Jesus is worthy of worship. Jesus was worthy of worship in the book of Revelation. An angel comes to John. And John, he is astounded by this angel. And as, as, as he is astounded by this angel, he gets down on his knees. He falls on his face to worship this angel. And the angel says, stop doing that. Get up. I'm not God. Worship God. I'm just another servant. But you know what Jesus does when the people are worshiping him? People have been worshiping him since the shepherds came to his manger. The shepherds came and they worshipped Him. The wise men came and they worshipped Him. And here the people cried out, Save us, Son of David! Hosanna in the highest! They worshipped Him. And you know what Jesus did? He didn't say, Stop it, stop it, stop it. I'm just another person like... No, He didn't do that. He accepted the worship. He is God. He is worthy of our worship. He is worthy of the worship of the people there. And He is worthy of our worship today. That's why we sing, Oh, come, let us adore Him. If Jesus was just another human baby, we would not be coming to worship Him. We would, we would have little, maybe have little clubs about following the teachings like other religions do. But Jesus was God. That's why we worship Him. So, this text may not be very Christmassy. But we see all the things that are necessary. Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah that we waited for. That His people had been waiting for. He came to save as the people cried out, Hosanna, save us. When we are in our desperate need, when we are at the end of our rope, when we are enslaved by our sin and we can't let go, Hosanna, He can save. He saves. And He is worthy of our worship. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.